tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What's up, Podcast Nation? Ginny Townsend here, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode today. I am incredibly excited to talk about this topic because what I think is beautiful and unique about real estate is, I mean, there's many things, let's be real, but as it pertains to this episode, your first investment property can effectively become the golden goose that lays the golden eggs to fund your subsequent properties. Beautiful, right? So you can start with one, and grow, um, you know, add the second one, add the third one, and the fourth one at pretty consistent rates, all with really the benefit of that first Airbnb property going live. And so what I, the method that I'm going to talk about today that if you're in any other real estate investment circles, you've probably heard this acronym and it's called the Burr method and it is spelled B-R-R-R-R. So four R's and this acronym stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. Yes. And so it can apply to several different kinds of real estate investment. And I just think it's a great fit for the short-term rental market. So I'm going to go through what each of how each of these letters in the acronym can apply to you. And then I'll give you an example. And then I'll share with you some pros. And then what I'm calling things to consider because they're not really cons. They're just if you know they're there, you can plan for it. And it's just not a it's just not an issue. Oh, okay. So let's go through the acronym with starting with buy. So typically, investment properties do require some kind of a down payment. Now, depending on where you're choosing to find your financing, different requirements will apply. And there are, gosh, this is, this right here is, it could be a couple of different podcast episodes, but that's broad strokes. That's kind of what you're looking at. And so there are three different sources of funding for buying that I think are worth mentioning here. And one of them, the first one would be local banks versus like the enormous ones, right? Um, Local banks, you have just a better opportunity to make and build relationships and um, have more I guess, flexibility because you're a little bit more of a bigger fish in a smaller pond versus the enormous ones. Um, I just, I mean, you can always try, right? But I, I do love the idea of working with local banks. And then there are actually, because this, the short-term rental market has matured since Airbnb really took it on to most people's radars starting back in 2008. So because this market has matured, some specific solutions have come up to serve this market, including lenders that specialize in short-term rentals and vacation rentals. And so uh, just a simple Google, um, you'll, you'll find there's probably four or five that I keep finding on searches. Um, when I've been looking at, I don't yet want to make a recommendation because I'm still 
I, I have not used any of these. But if you just simply Google short-term rental lending, you will find a lot. And it appears that they have really easy processes to go through and use, like to get quotes on your specific situation. Um, so, and incredible, right? And they understand you don't have to explain the business model. They understand the business model, right? They're very familiar, familiar with it, which if uh, if a bank isn't familiar, if, you know, a source of lending isn't familiar with a certain model, that is viewed as risk, right? Additional risk. And so you can take away that potential barrier by going straight to a source that understands the market. And then the third uh, source of funding that I really like when it comes to short-term rentals, vacation rentals, is what's called seller financing. And this really pertains to a property where the owner, the current owner, who you would be buying from, owns it outright. And they can effectively become your bank and provide your financing. So there is typically some kind of down payment. It is less than what may be more conventional loan down payment. can be as low as 5 or 10%. And then you just pay them month after month. There are, you know, there are so many different schools of thought on this, but if it's the way that can help you get your first rental property, incredible. So, I mean, typically interest rates will be a little higher, but again, you'll be getting, you'll be acquiring the golden goose. So it might be worth the cost, right? So those are the three sources of funding that I like to look at um, for short-term rentals, okay? Now, let's, so that's buy. Now, rehab is the first R in the Burr method, and that's where we, as real estate investors, add value. So oftentimes, it, it, I mean, and it doesn't have to be a gut job, by the way. <laughs> it can be a little bit of cleaning up, of a little bit of lipstick, some updating. I mean, some, you, you know that, like, there are some things that just go a long way, like new light fixtures, new paint, um, some new kitchen cabinets, or something like that. The, it doesn't have to be a gut job, but... A really key part in this process is adding value to the property that you acquired. Okay, then the next R in the Burr method is rent. So you rent it out. That's when you actually put it on Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, all of the places that you want to have your your property online um, to try to find guests. You rent it out, and typically. For the Burr method, if this is done for at least one year before you move to the next R, which is refinance. Like I said, this can take one plus years um, from when you started renting it out. And why I say one plus is depending on the lender who would refinance the loan, some require a longer term track record of rent to refinance. Um, so yeah, you may find one as early as a year, maybe even sooner than that, you know. Um, but this is also, again, a time where if a lender doesn't understand the short-term rental market, they may ask for a longer time horizon of your rental track record, 
which makes sense, right? Because any unknown is just viewed as a risk. So if you can get rid of that risk by going to someone who knows, who understands the short-term rental market, that's just, that's just an easier win for you. And so what happens, this is a very magical phase in the process of the Burr method is, and I'll, I'll go through an example, don't worry, but like this is where you're able to withdraw some cash theoretically to be able to use as your next down payment for your next property, okay? And then the final R is repeat. So that's pretty much what I just said is you once you've drawn the cash out, you find your next rental property, buy it with the cash that you financed out and bring that one online. And then after a year or so, you refinance that and draw out the the down payment um, for your next property and so on. Okay. So those are each of the steps um, explained, but let me actually pull in some real numbers to explain the process. Okay. So Let's say you found a a rental property for $200,000. Let's just use round numbers to make this this easier to understand, right? And you were able to make a $40,000 down payment. So that's a 20% down payment. And you have a loan on the place for $160,000. Then you put in about $10,000 bringing the property up. So that's your rehab, right? So you bought it, your rehab is your adding value, you're updating it. And then um, then once it's been rehabbed, you actually put it online to rent, okay? Then after about a year, you can go get your the appraisal done to see like, okay, how much value was added um, to this property with your rehab and and also a little bit of time, right? And let's say the appraisal comes in at $250,000. So like I said, about a year after you've started renting, you're able to refinance the loan for a 70, for 75% of the appraised value. So that loan would be for 187,500. Then you use that amount to pay off the original $160,000 loan, leaving you with $27,500 in your pocket. So that's called a cash out refinance. So you can use that $27,500 to purchase and rehab another property. So that's how your first property can become your golden goose that keeps producing those golden eggs over time. And one of my one of my favorite quotes, I believe it's a Chinese proverb, but you never know. Like sometimes they're attributed. I have I have anyway, whatever. Regardless, the quote is the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is today. And so I mean, for many reasons, I love that quote. But here's the thing. Time is going to pass either way, right? It's just going to pass whether you invest in a property or not. So my take is might as well be nurturing that golden goose. It's not It's not a, a process that will allow you to acquire a thousand rental properties in your first year. But I don't know if you want to. 
acquire a thousand rental properties in your first year. This is what I love about this process. Many of the things I love about this process is one, it is, like I said, you're creating, you're nurturing your golden goose to help you finance and fund future rental properties, future vacation rental properties even. But it also allows you time to learn before you scale. So it is, I think, much better to have those real life experiences where the rubber meets the road of having a vacation rental or any kind of a rental when you just have one and then you figure out, okay, these are my processes. These are, these are my exact systems. And then when you do the cash out refinance and you get your second property, you can take all of those learnings you acquired from your first property and bring them over to your second. And that's why I said earlier, it is incremental after your first property is done and you've you you know you put the time in to actually buying your first one and then learning the processes and just making sure things are really streamlined for what works best for you and your goals and then acquiring the subsequent ones you just bring the systems over you bring the the funding from your golden goose over to your next properties and the effort is what becomes incremental and the revenue is not incremental right it it goes up at a factor of however many rental properties you have so i really like this strategy for all <laughs> really all real estate investment at least you know single family but I think it is particularly useful for vacation rentals and short-term rentals as well. Now, some pros for using this method, because again, I'm not giving you advice. I don't know what your situation is or what your goals are. I'm just trying to provide as much information as I can to help you to be able to act on what your goals are. So some pros your first property, like I've been saying, is essentially a golden goose that will pay for your future properties. Yes, your initial investment is effectively recycled on future properties. How elegant is that? I am so drawn to simple and elegant and I just, it is beautiful. Yeah, there are steps. Yeah, you know, there's probably some hoops to jump through, whatever. But it is as elegant as that. Your initial investment is effectively recycled on future properties. So really, all you'll need to do is just come up with the first down payment. Beautiful, right? Now, some things to think about. Like I said, I'm not going to call these cons because if you're aware of them, they're not cons, right? <clears throat> some things to think about is you'll need to be able to add some kind of value for this to be a really strong play. So that could be some minor um, rehab, or it could be some extensive. So just being aware of your comfort level of the project you want to take on to add value to renovate the, the property, that's just something that you'll need to decide what's right for you and your lifestyle and your goals, right? So something to think about. You certainly would need to be aware of that before jumping in. Which also leads me to my other thing that I think is really worthwhile thinking about is the appraisal. So you'll, I mean, the whole point of this is to see an increase in value from an appraisal. So taking into consideration that you'll need to be the one adding the value. And I think, you know, over time with inflation and 
all of that, the actual dollar amount that houses are worth naturally does increase, but you'll want it to probably beat inflation, right? Um, so relying on the appraisal as a key figure for determining the cash that you'll be able to f- to pull out of the deal, I mean, that's, you know, you're you're putting a lot of weight, you're really relying on the appraisal. But again, if you know you can add a lot of value and you know you're able to complete a renovation, whatever level of renovation, right, to, to add value to your property that you can rent out and then obviously look for a lending source to refinance and then repeat, it's just not a big thing, right? As long as you know that those are some really important pillars in the process. So... What do you think? Do you think the Burr strategy could work for you as you grow your vacation rental empire? Let me know what you think. Please come over to Instagram. My handle is it's Ginny Townsend and DM me. I'd love to hear what you think about it. So continue to be up and to the right until the next time we talk.